I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about my ex is asking about me, is that a sign they're thinking about me? Well, if you're going through a breakup, one of the things that you're probably wondering about a lot is, is your ex thinking about you? And we're constantly looking for signs that might point to showing that. And a lot of times, you're going to see tiny, tiny little things come up and, you know, an ex might not want to reach out yet because that's big, right? That's scary for them, too. You have to understand, if they ended a relationship with you, they're probably feeling like you may never want to see them again. You may not want to talk to them again, either. It depends upon your situation, but that does come up a lot. Now, what happens for them is they are anxious about you as well and so they're thinking about you and like I said it all depends upon what you broke broke up over and why and all those things there but I do see a lot of times where our ex has been thinking about us and they're just not brave enough to dip their toe in the water so you're wondering why why don't they just do it I'm sitting here dying I just want to hear from them in the worst way why don't they do it okay so they might start to do something like watch your snapchat or like one of your posts and um, so that gives you an idea that they've been looking at your social media so that shows they're curious about you they want to know what you're doing but they don't have enough um, motivation or reinforcement to do it okay so let me explain this for a little bit um, from as a behavior analyst after I got my bachelor's degree in psychology I started doing behavior analysis and I had to take this summer-long really intensive course um, where I was learning about behavior analysis. It's really, really difficult to grasp. And I would say the course that I took was so intense that just about 50% of the people took it. And these were people that already had doctorates and master's degrees. It was really, really tough. And so after I took it and I was hired on as a behavior analyst, I had to do six months of shadowing with a senior behavior analyst. And so I learned a lot of stuff in that training and then of course I went on to do this for you know like four years but as a behavior analyst we would always analyze behaviors okay and so what I'm looking for in a situation where um, an ex is doing like uh, a like on a post or a um, watching your snapchat where it shows they're curious to me it tells me that the uh, behavior of reaching out is not rewarding enough to them to take the risk. Okay? So, 
just because they haven't reached out yet doesn't mean they're not thinking about it, okay? A lot of times our desire for something has to get higher than the risk of the rejection. Behavior serves a function, okay? And so, if they want your attention enough, they're going to reach out and risk what comes with it, possible rejection, you know? So that's why oftentimes people just do an indirect, direct approach where they will reach out to you with like a text message like, I miss the cat or have you seen my green socks? Because it's too scary to actually face rejection by saying, I miss you, right? Or doing something like that. That rarely happens. I see more situations where it's a very tiny little reach out to get your attention because it was a big risk for them too. And I know you don't see it that way, but believe me, having seen enough of these situations play out, I could tell you they're scared, okay? They are scared to reach out to you. If they're doing little things and they're thinking about you, they're scared to do it. And so oftentimes it's just a matter of allowing them enough space and time and anxiety to do that, okay? So, I've got a good email today um, from Deborah, and she is 29 years old, and she says she's been watching my videos for a few months. She said, I wish I had found you sooner. I probably could have avoided my entire breakup. I was dating my boyfriend, Tom, for about a year. We worked in the same office building, and that is how we met. Tom comes from a rough family, where his parents divorced when he was young. He said his father was very stern growing up and didn't have much of a relationship. Okay, so you could see that her boyfriend didn't really have a good, loving home. They got, you know, divorced very young, and dad was stern, so maybe not affectionate. Good chance maybe he has an avoidant attachment style, right? His father wound up moving out of the country for quite a while and missed a large part of his childhood. Okay, so that would be rough too. Imagine your dad just leaves out of the country, now you're not seeing him. That would be tough. His mother has issues with anxiety and depression, and she was very depressed over their divorce. Okay, so now we have a little boy, imagine him as a little boy, that had a dad that moves away, moves out of the country. He's now with mom who's depressed and anxious. Tom said he doesn't trust people much, but that he trusts me. However, he always seemed to keep me at a distance. We had a lot of good times together, but I felt like he would never let me in. Like there was always walls up. Sure, well, I mean, Having a mom that was anxious and depressed, he probably didn't want to get too close to her and dad wasn't even there, so he couldn't get close to him. I would see him a few times a week, but sometimes he just seemed lethargic and distant from me. Other times, he would be thoughtful and sincere. Despite the distance, I did truly love him and wanted it to work with him. He said he was confused, but that he loves me. Okay, 
Well, you know, he comes from a situation where he doesn't have good role models on romantic love, so it would probably be scarier for him uh, than if he had, obviously, a secure family. He broke up with me, initially telling me he needed a break. It was really hard because we work in the same office building and I always see his car in the parking lot. Oh, that's torture, isn't it? Isn't it torture when you see your ex's car out somewhere and you it just it just kills you? Like, I remember one time that happened to me with the uh, Applebee's girl, you know, that I always tell you about. I was leaving a restaurant with some friends and I was turning out to the main road. Now, it was off of the main road she lived at, but she lived like, you know, 10 minutes down that road. It wasn't close. I happened to be at the light and and the turning lane and she was in the other turning lane and I knew it was her car because she had a very unique car and she had very unique trees that aren't typical to my area in her driveway that produced very large leaves that happened to be stuck all over the side of the car because of the you know the dew on the windshield so I knew it was her and so I turned, and she turned, I don't know if she saw me, but of course, you, you want to know where she went? And I just told this story on the Skype recently. Ironically, she went to the Applebee's where we broke up at. So, that, how's that for torture? Watching her pull into the very restaurant where I had made a, a fool of myself. It was not fun. So maybe that makes you guys feel a little better. But doesn't that kill you like when you see your ex in their car, maybe at church? I've had people that see them at work or at church or uh, at certain restaurants. It, it really brings up a lot of emotions. So I had two interesting things happen in the last two weeks. About two weeks ago, he bumped into one of my girlfriends in the main lobby. He talked to her and said... He was quite friendly at first. At the end of the conversation, she said she had to get going, and she said he looked sad. She said, I could tell he wanted to ask me something, but his eyes were looking down. He just said, oh, okay, and she had to leave. Okay. So maybe he was thinking about you there or wanting to ask about you. Could be, but you don't know for sure. I know he isn't interested in her because she's much older and married. She said me about me. Well, you don't know definitely, but, you know, I would think, based on what you're saying here, it's most likely, yeah, but you don't know definitely, okay? Then, last week, he saw one of my other girlfriends who is closer to me. She said he looked like he was waiting for her in the parking lot like he deliberately parked near her. He knows what kind of car she has. He got her attention and started asking how she was. She said he looked a bit nervous and then asked, so, how is she? All right, there we go. His behavior is escalating. This is what I was trying to explain in the beginning. His behavior is now trying to escalate to get her attention, but he's obviously not there yet to where he wants to reach out to her. Um, but you can see his behavior is escalating to get what he wants. 
he asked, so how is she? And her friend said, Deborah? And he said, please don't tell her I asked. She said, she's doing okay. He said, she probably hates me. See? He's scared that she hates him, and so he doesn't want to reach out. He's afraid to dip his toe in the pool, and so that's why he's, he's going around this by looking for other ways. She said, no, I don't want to speak for her. She's confused. He said, I know the feeling. Alright, here we go. Now we're starting to see. He's letting his guard down a little bit here. She didn't want to push things because she could tell he wasn't ready to talk yet. So she just said, she definitely doesn't hate you. He kind of looked down and said, thanks. Do you think he's thinking about me? Oh yes, he's definitely thinking about you. Obviously, he's thinking about you. We had some early signs where it definitely looked like he was thinking about you, but now for him to flat out, you know, stalk your friend here in the parking lot, because you guys work together, so he obviously waited, he knew the friend was coming out around that time, and he was, his whole agenda there was to ask about you, okay? That was his agenda. That's why he was waiting for her. That's what he was doing in the car, or whatever he was doing when he was trying to, um, wait for her to get out or go in or whatever was going on there. But that was his agenda. So he obviously has been thinking about you because he's sitting there trying to time things to get a little information out of you. And I think the whole agenda of this conversation was, does she hate me? Because I would probably hate me and I'm afraid she hates me. And I'm afraid if I reach out, she's going to bite my head off. She's not going to want to hear from me. She's going to reject me, which would be even more painful for him. So, there we go. That That's definitely a, a big sign that he's thinking about you. And I think if you continue to leave him alone, his behavior is going to escalate to get what he wants, which is your attention. And I think at that point, he'll reach out. So, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. And if you want to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon.